Please note, this is the first of two beta test versions of the BrewDog News podcast. Much of what you are about to hear may change ahead of our official launch just before this year's AGM on the 7th of April. Hello everyone and welcome to the first of two test versions of the BrewDog News podcast. This is being recorded on the 19th of February 2018. We're your weekly source for all the latest news, views, thoughts and reviews from the world of BrewDog and craft beer. This show is hosted by myself, Robert Cooper. And also myself, Bruce Cameron. And we're joined this week again by our wonderful guest, Peter Brown. Hi, I'm Peter and I'm sorry my voice is a bit crackly. <laughs> Coming up in this week's show, we're going to be talking about Indie Pale Ale, it's getting renamed. Bruce went to the Tenants Brewery. Peter talks Beatnik Brew Day and Wattie is back on the voicemail. We also catch up with Louise Grant from Fierce Beer who tells us all about the progress on the eagerly anticipated new Fierce Bar here in Aberdeen which should be open in time for the AGM. Standard disclaimer, we are all shareholders in BrewDog PLC but we do not work for or speak on behalf of BrewDog. So without further ado, let's play some theme music. So we're here today in Aberdeen, we've got 6,000 equity pounds, had a really great day tasting some incredible beer. What I love most about your company is the passionate, talented, massively hard-working bunch of people that we have. James Watt, Martin Dickey, this is diabolical, absolutely diabolical. You can either sit on the sidelines and be passive, or you can take an active stance. Oh, so, gentlemen, um, yes, well, as you can probably tell from the intro there, um, I'm well. I'm pretty yeah. sure you're well, Bruce. I'm absolutely Sebastian. Uh, Pia, how are you today? A little bit rough around the edges, otherwise all right. <laughs> yeah, as the... Is it, is, is it the flu that you caught over the weekend, something like that, was it? Uh the last thing I remember it was Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So we'll just say it was the flu then, in case ah. your employer's listening. Yeah, so, right, first off this week, let's fire straight in. Um, Indie Pale Ale, um, or Indie Pale Fail, um, they, uh, James put up an apology since we last recorded, uh, which came as a bit of a surprise, because I thought they were pretty much going to stick to the guns, but, uh, yep, they did put up an apology saying that we kind of got this wrong. It slipped through the cracks, I think was the uh, phrase used, during the Christmas period. Um, mm-hmm. And, I don't know, that, that was a, in itself was a bit of a surprise, but the good news is, they brewed version two. Uh, we all got a taste of it, and it's tasting much better. There's a little bit of hops in there. It's still not a beer that I would rush out to go and buy. Um, but yeah, have you tasted the new version, Pete? Yeah, I picked up uh, a half of it at the weekend when I was maybe undoing my shift and decided like I'll try it and see what it's like. It's got a lot more um, hop aroma. It's de- definitely got pear on the nose compared to last time, which was just bland and inoffensive. Excellent. Now, you said last time that you would rather drink Tenants than drink Indie Pale Ale. Do you still feel the same way? I probably wouldn't drink both, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Brilliant. Um, Well, the follow-up there was that uh, James also posted up that they were going to change the name of it, um, which I think was a good idea. What do you think? Uh, No, I think it's a good point. I mean, the problem is because it's the acronym IPA, it's going to confuse a lot of people. Even more so, though, to change the name to something that doesn't promote craft beer yeah. will help manage yeah, no, people move over. Absolutely, because I mean, not being a, I'll say, not being a, a huge 
beer drinker up when I saw the indie pale ale I, I thought I thought it was an IPA and not realizing what it actually what it actually was because it was oh. IPA and that's that was my first impression yeah, so the um, James posted up a few suggestions for names in the forum, and uh, there was a little poll set up. But everybody seemed to jump on the idea of just simply calling it indie. Yeah. Um, which James thankfully picked up on, and it's probably based on the revised can designs that he put in the mm-hmm. forum. There, it does look like it's going to be called indie. So, um, effectively, I think we're going to see what most people will think of as a brand new beer called indie coming out that will be. Um, a fairly okay-ish gateway beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Happy with that? that? Yeah. yeah, good. So, decent outcome there to that story. Um, Bruce, um, yes. the next big announcement that came out of Brewdog while we were away was the one million pints of punk giveaway. Got an Absolutely. awful lot of press. What can you tell us? Well, basically, we all know that Brewdog's mission here right, is to make people's passionate people's people passionate about gate beer. Now, what are they going to do about this? They're going to give away, I'm going to say this, one million pints. Right? Just repeat that. One million pints mm-hmm. they're going to give away for the next four weeks. That was from the 28th. So what, we're now almost three weeks in? Yep. Actually, it'd be quite interesting to find out how many pints they've actually given away in these last three weeks. But um, I've not claimed mine yet. They've, uh, there's, definitely, they've definitely had a lot of people coming in and printing off more and more vouchers and making more and more email accounts. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, I, I, as soon as I saw the million pint giveaway, and then the fact that you just had to put the email, you know, your email address in, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I mean, for example, with Gmail, you can create a new email account simply by putting your name plus and then something else in the yeah. email address. So, Rob, you set up Rob Cooper one, Rob Cooper two, Rob Cooper three, Rob Cooper four, Rob Cooper five at gmail dot com. Did you not? I did. It was a great night. I really enjoyed <laughs> it. <laughs> But no, it's, uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I've, I've been pretty good. I've, I've just got the one voucher. I still haven't had a chance to cash it in yet. But the good news is, I know what punk IPA tastes like. Thankfully, so mm-hmm. absolutely, um, we were trying to work out as well, um, and we got the answer just about five minutes ago. Was how many pints do they produce a week? And it turns out it's a million pints there or thereabouts. What was the official yeah. number there, Peter? Was it yeah. six hundred, six thousand hectoliters? Uh, six hundred hectoliters. Six hundred so... hectoliters. Uh, I was at six thousand. Six thousand. The natu- the actual number, um, courtesy of friend of the show Ben, is six thousand hectoliters per week, which roughly equates to to a million pints. So, so a, a week's worth of punk. I'm, I'm I'm still struggling to wrap my head around the fact that the brewery in Allen puts out a million pints of punk a week. I mean, I know it sells incredibly well, but when you start thinking it in them terms, holy moly. Do you want a comparison? Go for it. I did the tour of the Tenants Brewery, I know Boo has, <laughs> on Saturday with work. Did you, did, with, oh, with work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't yeah. a voluntary thing? No, 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 no. I was, I actually, actually, I got paid You should tell everybody what you do for a living, by the oh, way. I'm a sign language interpreter, so I'll translate things into either sign language or subtitles, which actually might tie in nicely with the um, something else that came up in the forum but we'll talk about it later on Bruce, the, what, what is the sign language symbol for insipid undrinkable lager? It's a big capital T <laughs> <laughs> see what you've done there anyway, sorry, carry on so, we went on there and they were talking about how much you know how much beer does one of the ferment- fermentation tanks hold turns out people are guessing you know, 30,000 pints 40,000 pints 6 million pints I think somebody said which you all got laughed at turns out it's 1.3 million pints in one of these tanks 
and tenants sell nine million pints a week. So Mad. tenants sell nine million a week. So tenants is nine times bigger than Brewdog then. If you think about it that way. Well, tenants' entire business though, pretty much is yeah. is is tenants' logger, isn't it? Whereas Brewdog, I mean, it's only sixty percent. I think we yeah. no, isn't it for the, the tenants. I mean, I know we're going slightly off topic here, but the, the tenants' thing is when we're getting taken out, they do brew a lot of beer under license. Yeah, they do. Like, um, West West get the stuff contract brewed there. All, Innocent Gun all, as well. All of Innocent Gun stuff's done. All, yeah. all, all. Silence. Innis, Innis, Innocent Gun, as in the craft beer brewers. Yep. yep. Every <laughs> single beer they make is produced under license at the Well Park Brewery in, in Glasgow. Oh my word! Why? How? Did you know this, Peter? Did you know about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, West so how... get the same treatment, but this <sighs> is like the. Have you not heard the Innocent Gun? How do they do their oak aging? No, oh, the oak. Age, yeah, not, no, I do. I do remember this story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's not aged in a barrel. It's like they literally chop up wood and put the beer through it. Like they yeah. just soak it. I did hear about that. Um, oh wow! I hate him even more. <laughs> I'm not a big fan, to be honest. So, so out of interest, what else did you learn on the the uh, tenants brewery tour? Basically, the the tour. Can- you know, if you're comparing it to the Brewdog tour, I know you you pay for the Brewdog tour, but this one is completely free. And there was a a group of about, I think it was about twenty one guys, um, a mixture of men and women, taken through the tour, and it's very very light on information. It's you don't get to see much, and I know it was on the Saturday, which made it um, a lot bit different because they're just a nine to five operation. That's it, Monday to Friday. They don't work weekends. Yeah, which is different from Brewdog over twenty four hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're producing nine million pints a week. And what happens after five o'clock is that they clean and maintain all the machines. The um, the interesting thing for to start off the tour, they, they kind of talked about the this buildings, the clock tower, and all this sort of stuff. We went in and we saw where the the big one of the big tanks were, and the filtration part, and that was it. We went from there straight through to the canning line or the bottle line. You didn't see anywhere else in between. You never saw. Where the hops were added, you never saw anything else, mm-hmm. and apparently hops are added. <laughs> well, if you didn't see it, I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Hercules hops they use, if anybody's interested. I wonder why you didn't sort of get to see that because certainly on the, no. the the brewery tour with Brewdog, you really get in amongst everything. Oh, absolutely, I mean, going oh, yeah. into, through the offices and all that sort of stuff. It's great. The, um, the canning line, the canning line. They're talking about the canning line, and it's the second fastest canning line. I think in Europe, um, with the first being Copperberg. Um, they do something like 2,000 cans a minute. Wow. 2,000 cans? What the? Like? They fill. To fill, to fill the the bottles are a bit slightly slower, but the cans are 2,000 cans a minute, which <sighs> is phenomenal. And the um, pasteurisation of the, the bottles takes an hour, but the pasteurisation of the, the kegs takes seven seconds. What? It's, it's, it was it was fascinating. It was interesting, and they were quite they were quite positive about Brewdog in the sense where they talked about hops and when they talked about adding the hops, um, where tenants adds you know their their hops, which is Hercules, and they talk about double hopping and dry hopping, and they said that your craft brewers, such as Brewdog, who make fantastic beers, 
and this is the words that came from the, the girl's mouth they said they had a lot more hops and it's a different taste you know depending on the beer which I was surprised about I kind of thought there's a lot maybe a lot about negativity but no not at all not at all hmm, that is a surprise um is it true I heard this rumor I don't know if this is true that when they brew the beer they actually brew it to eight percent and then yes. they add they add water ten, to dial Oh my god! To ten, so, ten, oh so it's it's brewed to ten percent, and then the dilute dilute it to reduce it to four. Wow! But there is there is uh, um, tenants. Oh, what do you call it? Do you remember actually tenants super? And yeah. they they stopped it. Now the, the girl was telling us we were having a conversation as we we're walking away that tenants super is a a premium Italian brand. It's massive in Italy. Yeah. It's massive in Italy. They sold it. They sold it to uh, an English company, I think, who took the rights, um, took the naming rights, and continued to sell it as Tenants Super, even though it's got nothing to do with tenants in Glasgow. However, this this year, I think maybe late last year, they've decided to ask the Tenants Factory to remake it for them to cover production. So, when tenants say that they don't make Tenants Super anymore, they do, <laughs> but it's under <laughs> license for yeah, somebody yeah. else. But it's huge. It's huge in Italy. It's a premium brand. Yeah, right. So, leaving behind the million pint giveaway and uh, Tenants Beer, um, Peter, we noticed that the today the Beatnik Brew Day has been confirmed. The provisional date of 30th of uh, June has been confirmed. Yep. So, uh, for anybody who's not initiated, what is Beatnik Brew Day? What is Battle Royale? What is going on? Um, so Beatnik is the the nickname for the shareholder kind of run beer, Gypsy Brew. Every year they make a beer that's normally voted on by <clears throat> uh, like style, ABV, what hops, what twist. Whereas this year I think they've either ran out of ideas or they wanted to change it up. I know Michael, Michael's put a lot of time into this and that's a Brewdog Michael, the, one oh. of the community leads. Yeah, he's one of the community guys, isn't yeah, he? That's right. right. Um, it's like a head-to-head. They had over 500 ideas. Um, I myself put one in that didn't quite make the cut, sadly. What, what was your idea? My idea was a chilli and mango ghost. Like, think of the old... Mm. Remember the cartoon I just used to get as a kid on Bongo? Yeah. Think of that but as a chilli ghost. It's... Am I right? I think it's 32 beers. Yep, head-to-head. So, go. Well, there's, head 31, to there's technically 31 because... Jason Pond, the brewer, has a wild card entry. Which oh yeah, he he's really the head enter. brewer, isn't he? That's he can right. Really yeah. Enter any of the beers he wants if he likes it. Brilliant. Oh, this sounds like fun. Now, I have you been up to the Beatnik Brew Day before? I went a couple of years ago when it yeah. was the Red IPA. It was the Triple Red, I think. I can't remember what it was. But so who who votes for them? Uh, we do. Oh, you do, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All the shareholders vote. Ah, okay. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's like every day it'll be a head-to-head until it gets down to the... The last one. Yeah. On the last two, which was in the winner. Cool. Well, I went I went up to the Beatnik Brew Day last year and I was kind of surprised to find out that we don't actually brew any beer. Um, yeah, I know. That is quite disappointing. But as a business, it's a brewery. It's a great day. <laughs> it was a brilliant day. The sun was out. There was some fantastic food on the go. Truck Norris was there with some of the freshest punk I've ever tasted in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, it was two, three, I think it was three days off the line. Wow. Um, 
the fix was all open. You could go and get food in there, and they'd even opened up inside the brewery, set up a load yep. of tables in there. There was music on. There was, and there was a, and that's when I won my bottle of Death or Glory. So I was oh, quite pleased with that. Um, yeah, so looking forward to that. It's the thirtieth of June. Um, Bruce, put that in your calendar. Yeah, I'm going to have a look at that. Actually, thirtieth of June should be fine. Right. Good. Don't sound too enthusiastic. Yeah, you don't like. <laughs> right. Uh, let's just cut to a quick advert here. This is a landmark moment. It's ten years since Brewdog began reshaping the UK beer scene. This is the shock of the new, the end of the beginning, and an apocalypse for the status quo. At Brewdog, we've been ripping up the rule book since day one as we pioneered a new generation of business model. Our business is part owned by over 50,000 people who love good beer as much as we do. They're our shareholders, our friends, our community, and the heart and soul of our business. And this is your chance to join them. What started in 2007 with two humans and one dog has been one of the fastest growing businesses in the UK over the last seven years which now owns and operates two amazing breweries, one in Ellen, Scotland, and one in Columbus, Ohio. Has 50 fantastic beer buyers dotted all over the planet. Employs nearly 1,000 people, and is on the Sunday Times list of the top 100 companies to work for. And Equity Pumps, who invested in 2009 and 2011, have seen the value of their investment increase by over 2,000%. And with this growth set to continue, this is your opportunity to get involved. Our future plans include expanding our existing breweries to keep pace with the demand, finalising and launching Overworks, our outstanding sour beer facility, opening more beer bars and brew pubs internationally, and building new breweries in Australia and China. By investing, you will entitle yourself to a lifetime discount of all of our bars and our online shop. Get an invite for you and a friend to our legendary AGM and benefit from our future growth. With your help, we want to create a debut world. One where consumers become owners and businesses can empower global change. Equity for Punks is an equilibrium between heart and head. No borders, no rules, no limits. The future won't be dictated to us by mega corporations, but shaped by people like you and us. This is about creating a new normal and changing business forever. This is Equity for Punks. Right, on to the voicemails. We're keen to hear from you here on the BrewDog News Podcast, so please feel free to call us on 0843 289 1930 and leave us a message. That's 0843 289 1930. Just the one caller this week, and it is friend of the show. It's it's Watty from Old Meldrum. Hi, BrewDog News Podcast. Watty here from Old Meldrum again. Just thought I'd let you can. I'm first shocked that you've managed to get money together to, to take this podcast uh, great. Hiddy Heights. So, uh, my question this week is, young Jimmy Watt uh, sent a picture online uh, about him and the gym getting ready for season four. Now, there's two things. This loon has an half obsession with nipples. So, I hope he keeps it a minimum this year because, well, that year with the Coos date was just not much for me. Second question is, will we ever see the all shows available anywhere else because there was rumours a year ago that the Netflix was maybe going to get him so I wondered if there was any news or inside gossip Ken that uh, you'd can anything yourself cheers 
Oh, good old Watty. I, I like Watty when Watty calls. Right, so yes. So is Brewdog Season 4 going to be a thing and will oh. it be on Netflix? Bruce, I, what do you know? I think I, well, what, the only thing I know is being a, a kind of Instagram... I can't say the word I was going to say. Fiend. Just there. Fiend. Good, good choice of words. Being an Instagram fiend, I would say yes because with um, James posting the picture he did, you know, all buffed up in the gym with Season 4 coming up, I think that's... A, this will be that's confirmation, is it? This will be our, our, our wonderful leader, James Watt, posted a picture of himself in the gym. Is this right? Yep. Okay. I glanced quickly. But the, 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 the subtext, Season 4. Have you heard anything about Netflix, Peter? Because, I mean, it's such a good not fit. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, they wanted to have their own TV channel, like through Esquire Network as well, I'm sure. Brudo yeah, Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that one of the perks for investing either in USA or another time was that you get access to a certain thing when it's released. All right. I can't remember off the top of my head. I can have a look. Okay, so we can't give you a definitive answer on that one, Watty, but it does very much sound like season four is going to be definitely a thing, whether it'll end up on Netflix. I mean, Netflix would be such a good fit for the yeah. show. Oh, I think totally. it would do the brand so much good. Yeah, now, definitely. Yeah, so apparently the, the the shows are actually on the forum, are they? Yeah, yeah, look, uh, on the forum there's a thread called Brewdog's TV show and it's got all three seasons and right. that's um, literally going around everywhere from Seattle, Portland, I mean the first two are all in the States and then season three was the Europe tour when they started in Aberdeen. Oh, they were they in Aberdeen, were they? Aye, aye, aye. Yeah, I know where you're going with this, Bruce, with that uh, comment. You know fine well they were in Aberdeen because you know fine well that I worked on that show and you know fine well I keep going on and on and on about it for about five years afterwards. Did you, did you, did your head make an appearance on it? My head made him. No, it wasn't my head. It was. It was actually quite a lot of people's heads were on there. A friend, Richard, he was on there. We got his baldy head in. But uh, for me, you actually see me in the very opening credits, opening the door. All right. But yeah. uh, no, it was great. I, I worked on that. I'll, I'll tell the story at some point. It's, it's not that exciting, but it was. Uh, it was a lovely. <laughs> All right, you've heard it a million times. It was a lovely three days spent hanging around with people from Brewdog and the yeah. crew that filmed it and everything, so blah, blah, blah. Anyway, Fantastic. Right, moving on. Uh, are you guys both aware of the beer visa? Yes. A.K.A. the passport. Visa. Yes, I do, and I've not applied for it, and I've, I've, I should do, I think. I think you should. It's uh, free, and I know, because they've posted up in the forums about this, that there is a bit of a backlog at the moment. The... They, they were kind of surprised by the demand when three and a half thousand people registered for their free beer visa. That's quite a nice tidy um, print run. Yeah, it is, uh-huh. um, except that that then got outstripped and now they've got up to seven, seven thousand people. Uh-huh. So, um, yeah, if you're not familiar with what the beer visa is, uh, think a little passport size booklet um, that has... Uh, space in it for a stamp as in a, a passport type stamp uh, with all the current bars including one or two of the new ones that are, are opening yeah. soon plus plenty of blank pages for you to get your stamp uh, when you go to uh, the new bars that will be opening so it's all of all 53 52 53 brew dog bars that's all right um if you get your stamps in your book, it doesn't really count for anything. But if you get your card swiped um, with your EFP card, or if you apply for a beer visa, you get a different type of card that doesn't get you the discount. Um, they will. You can get rewards, and the rewards are pretty cool. Uh, if, for example, you visit all the Allen and Aberdeen Brewdog bars, uh, you get a pint of punk. 
If you visit all of the London bars, you get a pint of punk. If you visit all the Scottish Brewdog bars, you get a pint of punk. Yeah. A pint of punk, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think there is more. There's Mad Dogs and Englishmen, which is uh, visiting all the English brew dog bars, and then uh, this is forty, um, which is the when you get visit forty brew dog bars. Um, so yeah, I've got loads more to say on this, but I don't think we should because we've got um, we're going to have Abby from Brewdog, who's been the project lead on this one. She's agreed to come and have a chat with us about nice. it at the AGM special, which we're recording. In about two weeks' time, so yeah, cool. See, see, see the thing with the, the actual card. I've, I've lost my EFP card. Can I just ask for a new one? Yeah, yeah. You get it online because uh, cool. when you log in your account on the Brewdog website. So if anybody's listening who have done the same as me has probably lost their card down the back of a seat in a Brewdog bar, you can actually get a replacement, which is fine. Can I change the picture on it? Yes. Oh, magic. I know, because I literally done that. I had a unicorn here at a festival, and I got my new card, and then my new card arrived. Like, it does take eight weeks. You just mentioned unicorn hair. I I got a notification today that um, Instagram, that you're on Instagram, and so I started flicking back through your photos. Following Creeper. There is a picture of you with your hair braided in a proper girly ponytail. Yeah, that was my unicorn there, yeah. With (laughs) rainbow-coloured hair. (laughs) I'm, I'm assuming drugs were involved. No, not Family all. friendly. Oh, yeah, no, sorry, no. sorry. <laughs> Hugs, not drugs. Uh, Pete, Pete just, just, just for the listeners, what is your Instagram? Uh, fake Vox. Oh, it's just the same then. Uh, yeah, two X's, though, I think. Two on, X's, on Instagram. Yeah, ah. yeah. Someone's got it. Fake Vox Peter Brown, here you go. There's a follow. There you go. Yeah, you're following. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> It looks like the back of a horse. <laughs> I don't know how I might feel about that. <laughs> if you're, if you're watching, you're watching, you're watching I'm, I'm the, sorry, um, have you seen any horses that are with rainbow hair? Yeah, actually, actually, I can unicorn, link it to... Unicorn! Unicorn! unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> he, looks like, he looks like Chewbacca today, I'll tell you that for a start. <laughs> <laughs> just just like, you know, just earlier on, earlier, as I, earlier oh. today, I went, I went around to um, drop off a microphone to, to Pete, and... Is it Peter? Peter? Peter. Peter, sorry. You know. To meet the trouble, so I drove around to Peter's. He came out to meet me. He's wearing a, a Chewbacca onesie, you know, the one with the, the bandolier and everything. That's that's absolutely fine. However, his hair and beard makes him actually look like Chewbacca for real. And then he opened his mouth, it was it was him, Chewbacca. <laughs> Fantastic, right? Okay, uh. Before we get to the interview that we've got lined up with uh, Louise from Fierce Beer, uh, nice. we've just got a few quick fire stories I wanted to go through here. Yes. Please shout up, gents, if you've got anything you want to say on these. Yep. Uh, so just today, um, Chris, who is the e-commerce guru at BrewDog, has posted up that he's looking for feedback from everybody on the website. He's posted up a couple of different surveys. I think there's a short one and a long one. Uh, looks, I haven't done the surveys myself yet, but it looks like uh, he's really keen to hear what people think. Uh, the, the website itself, I've noticed that the website itself has, has kind of grown and become quite cluttered. Um, I'm a website developer in my day job, so I very much feel the guy's pain just now. Mm-hmm. But it's great that they're asking for feedback from people. Yeah, um, And awesome. it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that. I'm sure we'll talk yeah, about it on the next episode. Um, okay, Brewdog Reading has opened. Not uh, to a huge fanfare, this one. It, it kind of, you'd almost missed it going past. But, um, yeah, Castle Street in Reading, you've now got your own... Uh, 
Brewdog. You've got the kitchen there, which is great. Uh, tons of comfy seats, three pinball machines, and a merchandise corner as well. So uh, if you're anywhere near pinball. Reading, you are now got your own craft beer temple to go enjoy. I thoroughly love pinball. You know that? I Aye. really do. Aye. Um, spotted a little tip on the forum over the weekend. Asda are doing a bit of a clearance at the moment on uh, Brewdog stuff. So if you're anywhere near an Asda, who are usually a little bit more expensive for Brewdog compared to Tesco and Morrison's, definitely worth uh, going in past. Um, yeah. We've made a note here to talk about uh, Pink IPA and the um, that whole promotion, uh, but I think we should just leave I, yeah. that one yeah. for now, partly because we're men. And partly because uh, I think it's a great subject to talk about on the AGM special. Good idea. Uh, Kamikaze Knitting Club. Um, I bought... Peter. Peter. Sorry, Bruce. Go on. I know. I, I bought a growler full of that stuff. Did you like it? Ah, uh, yeah. Actually, it was all right. It was all right. It's not, it's, it's not what I expected. I thought it, was, it wasn't It was as punchy as I expected. It was maybe a bit watery. You yeah, know, there was that's a bit, exactly my thoughts. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was I mean, very it was, tame. Yeah, it was fine. It was all right. Um, I, I enjoyed it, but it, it just seemed for me something was missing. Well, I'll tell you who didn't like it. Go on. The Asian market. Um, no. Yeah, it, uh, this is one of these things where, you know, Brewdog learning the hard way about selling internationally. Uh, apparently on the can was the uh, symbol of the rising sun, um, which I, I'm, I'm kind of ashamed to admit I wasn't aware of this. You know, can be... It can offensive. be taken, yeah, yeah. quite offensive. Um, so uh, they've had to actually withdraw sales at the moment. Um, you can't buy it just now. And they've posted up an apology, which was a bit weird because it was only visible to people in Asia on Facebook. So um, it, you, folk were on the Facebook talking about what what's going on. Is there a secret or anything? It was, it was just purely that. Um, Elvis Hammer. Have you yes. heard of this, Bruce? I tried it this it week. It keeps... It will... This is the drink that will not go away. Everybody keeps going, you've got to try Elvis Hammer. And I'm going, <laughs> that sounds disgusting. I haven't tried it, Bruce. I had my first... My first ever um, attempt of, of mixing beers was with the Cloudwater range when they did the version... I can't remember which version it was. It was the... the five and six, I think. Five and six. Or something and you like had that, to buy, yeah. For me, it was just a ploy to buy both bottles. Um, and you, you mixed a third together a third on its own and a third separate so you tried all that and it, it was it was nice so I can see where they're going with this um, and I don't know who invented this I don't know where it's come from what, um, what is Elvis Hammer just for those it is you take a bottle of Elvis juice and yep. a bottle of Jack Hammer yep. and you pour into a glass whatever percentage you think might work <laughs> it can be it can be 50-50 some people are saying they're getting better results with 60-40 or 70-30 whatever I just kind of chucked in whatever Elvis I had left and whatever, you know, from Jack Hammer I had. It was nice. It, it Basically, for me, it smoothed out the taste of the Jack Hammer. Now, for a while, I was preferring Hoppy Christmas to Jack Hammer because I thought Jack Hammer was sometimes a little bit too bitter for, for me. Mm-hmm. Don't, get, don't get me wrong. I love it. However, the Elvis juice added that grapefruit. It added a bit of smoothness to, to your Jack Hammer. It was nice. Would I do it all the time? Probably not. <laughs> you tried it, responsibly. Peter. Uh, yeah, I've tried it. Yeah, yeah. And that's one thing I don't do is drink responsibly. I am always mixing beers. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. The best oh, one. Really? I've made, the best one I've made in Brewdog was a gin and juice, which was gin blitz and Elvis juice. At least it wasn't a vagabond in Elvis juice. Oh. Yeah, let's not mention the vagabond in Elvis juice. 
Okay, and the last one of our quick hits here is uh, just a bit of good news. That Hazy Jane, the uh, New England Hazy IPA, is back in cans. Um, so no doubt means it'll be back on draft very soon, and I am very keen to try out the latest batch. Yeah, cool. Uh, Peter, how much do you know about Fierce Beer? Oh, not too much, to be fair. <laughs> Aberdeen-based brewery started... Um, about five, maybe six years ago, I think, uh, with some fantastic, very, very uh, fierce beers. Uh, they really went, they didn't brew, I remember they first came out, they, they were just, they whacked you in the face, these beers did, with with, our, with the flavours. Um, and I went along to a couple of tastings where the two Daves who, who started the company, along with Louise, uh, they uh, talked about the beers and with great passion, the technical skills that they've got are unreal and so they've very much deserved they've done mm-hmm. collaborations with everyone but now deserve to have grown to where they've grown to they're still uh, working out of a you know relative to sort of brew dog or something they're still working out of a fairly smallish operation but uh, a few months ago uh, they announced that they were going to launch a bar and uh, rather ambitiously it's going to be right next to brew dog on mm-hmm. castlegate and you. they were doing a crowdfunder um to to get the uh, bar launched up to ready for the AGM so I have yeah. got £200 worth of beer vouchers and 10% discount so excellent AGM week I think we'll go there <laughs> well you'll be lucky to get in the door because the capacity is not really that big but um, rather than me explain all about it uh, why don't I play you this interview that I did this morning with uh, Louise from Fierce Beer okay Louise um Louise Grant from Fierce Beer. Hello, how are you? I'm good yourself. I am okay today. Firstly, thank you so much for giving up your time today. I can't imagine what the stress level's like just now. I know, it's quite high, but hey, you always make time for your friends. That's brilliant. Okay, so yeah, um, for folk who aren't that familiar um, with what's happening, um, yeah, you've got a bar on the go. We do indeed. So we are hoping, or no, we will, be open by the first week of April, in time obviously for the BrewDog AGM. So the team are working tirelessly to get it prepared. So just at the weekend past, all the lines got installed. Excellent. Got 20 lines installed, um, and all the pythons are in. This week we have the plumbers coming in to install the three bathrooms. So we've got a disabled bathroom upstairs and then downstairs we've got ladies and gents i'm i'm kind of fascinated i i mean the, the time scale for building the bar is is so much quicker than you normally see and and obviously i, I mean I'm, I'm guessing you've not had a huge amount of experience of putting bars together before <laughs> no this is my first and hopefully my last with the stress <laughs> levels <laughs> yeah. no, it is stressful but we're quite lucky so the landlord that we're leasing the building from he has got many properties in Aberdeen and Edinburgh, bars, hotels. So he has a team of tradespeople that actually do the refit. So that's part of the lease agreement, which is perfect because it means that I don't have to project manage the trade side as such because yeah. obviously I still have my job at the brewery. So it's really good that he just does it and we have a daily call. I see him every other day, um, but he's amazing. That, that's really good and, and obviously you've got a great working relationship with BreedDog as well um, and being next door to them that that must be uh, 
I mean, I've, I've I've already seen on Twitter and everything. They're all like, "Hey, neighbours," and all this sort of stuff. So yeah, they're obviously. It was really nice. In fact, we saw James Watt yesterday. He was in to Castlegate with his family for lunch, and um, yeah, he came over and he's like, "When's the bar open?" And I can't wait to come for a bar for a pint and whatever. So he's really supportive. And, you know, he said, if you need anything, if you need any help with anything, you know where I am, just give me a shout. So it is really good. It's such a nice collaborative industry. In theory, you're actually opening up as competition to the next door, but I think James would be the first to say there's room for many, many robbers. Oh, yes, definitely. And it enhances the craft beer scene in Aberdeen. I don't think... You know, no one's working against each other. Brilliant. Right, well, a couple of bits I've made a note of here. Um... I thought we'd just fire through these really quickly, if that's okay, Louise. Um, of course. You got your building warrant. Uh, you put that out on the last update. Um, the uh, license, uh, is that tomorrow? That's tomorrow. So I've got the license review board tomorrow. Um, I don't foresee any issues, but obviously we don't know until we go. Yeah. So my the licensing lawyer that I heard, he's going to be there representing me. But I'll be with him in case they've got any questions or any concerns. The only thing they might not be particularly happy with is the children's license. Yeah. Now, the only reason that I had submitted that was because that was part of the existing license. Okay. I mean, I don't foresee it as a big place for people that would take, because it is like just a bar. It's not. A, we don't have a kitchen, yeah. so it's not a restaurant. So it is different. The issue that we have is that lots of people, families go to Brewdog and have lunch and whatever, and it's just a circle. <laughs> so you go to Brewdog Castlegate, then you would come to ours. And then if we didn't have a license for that, people wouldn't come. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, actually, that's one of the things I was going to ask you about, is whether you were going to be planning on doing, um, uh, you had a kitchen if you are going to be doing food. Um, well, we're doing some sort of food. We, can't, we don't have a kitchen, it's too small. Yeah. But I'm working with a company that's just round the corner who is a local cafe. So there are two guys that run it. Okay. Um, and they're going to bring me four different types of fresh, fresh sandwiches daily. Oh. So we'll have a little fridge that you can have snacks. Because we want snacks. Yeah. We want decent snacks. So we're going to have the usual, you know, crisps and all that. We're going to have some chocolate. I don't think anyone, any other bar does sweets as such, but we're having sweets. Um, And then, yes, we'll have the sandwiches that you can choose from. They'll be fresh daily. Things that we don't use at night, we'll give to the homeless. Um, And then I've also got a friend, Alice, who has a bakery. Mm -hmm. She often makes brownies with our beer. So because we're selling coffee, she's going to make me different, like, tray bakes. With, made from fierce beer so we can offer that with coffee and then we can do a different one that we can do as a pairing with a beer just to try and do something different i'm, I'm gonna try and contain my excitement now because <laughs> this is, just sounds fantastic it's like there's nothing you haven't thought of well <laughs> how, i don't well, know probably <laughs> how, how's the um hunt for staff going have you um, i noticed you said on the email that you were inundated with cvs have you managed to get a decent team together we have indeed so they actually start tomorrow so they are going to be at the broody we're going to do they're going to be involved in a broody cool. so that they can understand the process from start to finish we're also getting them to do some packaging so they're going to be doing some canning while they're here we'll do some tasting straight away. oh yeah Hey, I'm paying. They're going. They're going to have to do some stuff to earn their cash. But also, they're really interested as well. And that's why we chose our team. Yeah. Um, and they're all from different backgrounds, which is in, we didn't want everyone from the craft beer industry because I think it's good to have people from different disciplines or from different experiences 
to give a different experience to the clients. Okay, well on the subject of beer, is, is it just going to be fierce beers that you're selling or are you going to have guests on as well? We're going to have guests on as well, so we're going to have probably 10 lines of our own stuff. Yeah. Um, because we've always got so many different small batches and whatever coming up. Um, and then we'll have 10 other lines, so we'll have guests. So we'll have a cider, um, we have friends that have a craft cider place down in Somerset, so we're yep. going to get some of their cider. Um, we've got a couple of little surprises that I won't say right now. <laughs> and we'll have uh, guest beers. So because we have done many collaborations this year already, what we're going to do is concentrate on working with our collab partners and we've bought actually pallets from their breweries and they're already here. So that we want to be pushing what we've made together and their stuff that we've tasted down there that you maybe don't see in Aberdeen. And that's the beauty about us having a brewery, that we can go direct to each brewery and get an order direct from there. Yeah, those relationships you built up now over the last few years are really paying off. This is just, it's know, just so good exactly. to hear. I mean, I, you know, you occasionally hear of like, oh, there's a new craft beer bar opening and you go, okay, that sounds interesting. Then you get there and you realise that the people involved have... You know, they're trying, really trying hard, but it's not quite there. And I'm absolutely confident this is going to be a fantastic experience for everyone walking in the door. Um, I hope so. That's our aim anyway. Now, only downside is um, we've got seven and a half, eight, maybe nine thousand even people attending the AGM this year. Uh, yep. Your capacity is... 60. It's 121, oh, I think. 121. Yeah. So it's, are we going to have to pick a ticket and then wait outside? Well, I don't know how we're going to do it. It's going to be difficult. Obviously, we've never done this before. Yeah. Um, we're going to have to have some door staff just to click in purely. It's not because we can, it's just health and safety. Yeah. And we can only get so many in. I mean, it, it's, I, it's, I think Friday will be the busy day more than the Saturday because everyone will be at the AGM. Yeah, it certainly has been my experience. Is the, the Friday night's been crazy. Saturday night, people tend to head back in town and want to try out a few of the bars. So, um, yeah. I mean, it's a great, great weekend to open from a financial point of view, of course, because people oh, are definitely. falling over themselves. Oh, definitely. can't to be honest. Yeah. Excellent. Right, Louise, I'm going to let you go on with your day. Every time I walk past the bar just now, I'm keeping trying to stick my head around the door and see what's going on. So I can't tell, begin to tell you how excited I am. Um, I really hope everything goes fine with the licensing tomorrow. Thank you. Louise, I'll let you crack on with your day. Thank you again. No um, worries. Absolute Not a pleasure problem. to speak to you, and I will catch up with you very soon. Okay, Thanks. take care. See you later. Bye. Bye. Yep, so there we go. That was uh, Louise from Fearsbeer. Great interview. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, that. brilliant that she gave me a time. You know, I, I mean, if I was in the middle of trying to put a bar together and someone said, can you come on to an inter- podcast and chat with me for five minutes, I'd be like, I've seriously got more important things to do. So thank you, Louise. Really appreciate it. I am that. really looking forward to going there. Hopefully I'm getting on the week of the of the AGM and just spending some of that vouchers I, I seem to have acquired. <laughs> I only thought I spent 50, never mind. Okay, apart from the pub quiz, that's all we've got for this podcast. The next episode will be out next week. It'll be our second and last preview episode before our official launch, which has been recorded live on the 5th of April from Dog Tap in Ellen, just before the AGM. Next week, we'll have Pete's Dogs on Deck shift to discuss, and we're hoping to catch up with him mid-shift as he works in Doghouse Glasgow this Saturday. So let's wrap things up and give everyone a chance to say where you can be found online. First, yourself, Peter. Uh, I'm on the forum under the name Fake Vox, and you can get me on Facebook and Instagram under the same alias. 
And Bruce? Yep, again on the forum, but I'm not, I mean, I've only recently started loitering on the forum, but it's at BruLafu, B-R-U-L-A-F-U, usually hanging about Instagram, which is the place to, I think it's the place to be. Um, click on, follow, see how you get on. I'll see you later on. And you can find me at Sunscream, S-U-N-S-C-R-E-E-M, on the Twitter and the same Sunscream on the forums. And you can also find out about my day job by visiting robertcooper.xyz. That's it for this week. Send us a voicemail at 0843 289 1930. You can email us studio at we're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash podcast, and our Twitter is at BrewDogNews. Show notes and past episodes are available at BrewDogNewsPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe. Stick around for the pub quiz, which is coming up next. Have a great week, everybody. Bye! Okay, gents, let's get this wrapped up. Pub quiz time. Oh, here we go. Forgot about this. Yeah. Right, ready? Five questions. Here we go. Which country was once called Rhodesia? Tanzania. Yeah, I have no. (laughs) No, it was Zimbabwe. We've got two pop questions this week. Which group had a top ten hit in the 1990s with... No, 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 and bills, bills, bills. The, um, the, 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 oh, not Destiny's Child. The, no. Destiny's Child? No, 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 no. Um, it was. Bill, Destiny's Child? Destiny's Child, it is. Yes. In which year did the Titanic sink? 1964. No. <laughs> it was not 1964. <laughs> Just now you're just being man. now you're just being cantankerous because you're dying <laughs> to get back to your bed. Not all. Was it was it before the wars or or was it before the World War or after? Nineteen oh six. Nineteen twelve. What year was Fatboy Slim's? Sorry, <clears throat> start again. What was Fatboy Slim's first UK number one single? Pressure. Very good. Well done, sir. <laughs> I finally got one. Oh. And your last one. Yep. Which river forms the eastern section of the border between England and Scotland? The, the, um... Oh. No idea. The eastern section, it's the one from Dumfries. Um, the one at Gretna. Um, no idea. I'm, I'm loving watching Peter's video right now, which I know, I know. folks can't see of him genuinely pointing in the air, <laughs> drawing pictures, and then scratching his head. It's great. <laughs> Any guesses? You see that again? No. So, which river forms the eastern section of the border between England and Scotland? Google it says. I'll give you a clue. Berwick. Tweed, yes, Peter gets it. So Peter wins this week, two points to Bruce's one. That was pathetic, (laughs) gentlemen. Pathetic. Oh well. Right. Next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. See you guys. (laughs) See you.